really going to uh, summarize the whole entire yes. book. Passage that I'm using is the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 4 through 7, coming out of the New King James. This sermon will summarize and finalize the uh, Kingdom Family series and the next time you will hear me we will be dealing with Kingdom Church. My hope I endeavor with the help of the Holy Spirit is to summarize all the sermons I've been dealing with on marriage up to this point. We bring it to a conclusion and summarize it so that you can see uh, the picture that God has in his mind. It reads as such in our hearing. It would be on the screen before you. Uh, we're starting, and I'm talking at the verse above that. It says, and the, the Shunammite to the daughters of Jerusalem is the title of the text. And it says, he brought me to the banquet house. They are dating, they are courting. They are getting more intimately involved. Rhea and Avaha is full bloom. His banner over me was love. Sustained me with cakes of raisin. He refreshed me with apples. I am lovesick. His left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me. They are getting... Then come a third voice, a second voice out of nowhere. They, they are called the daughters of Jerusalem, but here come a voice telling them, hold it, stop. And it says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, do not stir up love, do not stir up our awakened love until it pleases. Amen. The thought that I want to bring to you this morning is God's love without limits, agenda. God has an agenda. God has an agenda. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I must decrease and you must increase. Lord, of myself and by myself, I can do nothing, but you can do everything. So, Father, I ask that you would just take over and that you will bring all the elements of this sermon to a summation, to paint the picture that you have before us. Bless every person that is going to help paint the picture this morning. Allow every element to come and that we may wove in together a picture a portrait of your heart or what you have in mind. Holy Spirit, even now, arrest every person under the sound of my voice. Engage our hearts. Engage our spirits. You be the preacher. You be the storyteller. Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. amen. 
The book of Song of Solomon in the Hebrew, it says the very best love song. It is a book that Solomon wrote early in his kingdomship before he went crazy. It is describing his first marriage while he was in the will of God. And here Solomon is, is led by the Holy Spirit to explain to us God's process of marriage, God's process of dating, God's process of, of what, what, is, what is God's intent? God always have an intent. God always have a purpose. One of the biggest things that we miss is that when we don't see God in it, we miss everything. And when you take God out of it, the blessings that God has intended don't come your way. Uh, let, me, let me say this. Let me just say this. God don't bless our mess. God bless his way, his agenda, his purpose. Here you have in this text a husband and wife that is going through the phases of love. They, they, they're not husband and wife yet. They're dating. They're courting. They are, they are in this thing for a while. Matter of fact, many scholars believe that Solomon's first wife is, is, that, is that young girl that you see at the end of King David's life when he is old. They go get a young lady. Abishab, and they find her. She's beautiful. She, she, she marries David, and David is so old that he needs her to bring him heat because he's older now, and he is staying cold. And the Bible literally says that David did not know her. She is now the, his David's wife. But notice what happens is, is that usually in the next succession of kingdom, the next king will marry one of the wives of the king. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let's stop right there. Let me show you how God sets this up. She's called the Shittimite because of where she came from, and those people are called Shittimites. Now, Shittimite means peaceful. Solomon's name means peaceful. Did you know that when God is in it, he will orchestrate it in such a way that he will put things together that you know is nobody but him? Ah, oh, y'all don't hear me. Listen, God is in the background orchestrating everything. And when you have given your life to him, God will orchestrate even the person you're supposed to marry. See, but when we do it ourselves, need I say anymore? Okay, let me go on. Now, the Bible tells us this, that after David died, Solomon's older brother, even though Solomon is picked by God to become the next king, Solomon's older brother makes a move and try to become king. That first move, Solomon stops. And then the Bible says that, that, that his brother goes to Solomon's mother, Bathsheba, and says, do me a favor. I need you to ask Solomon if I can marry David's wife, Abedshah, because I love her. Now, the mother didn't know what he was up to. 
But he knew that if he married David's wife, that will put him in line to become king. So the mother goes to her son and says, do me a favor, your older brother, which is not my son, but from another woman, wants to marry. And David said, he will die this day. Because he's trying to take from me what is mine. So many theologians believe that, they, that, that Solomon seals his kingdomship with Mary Abishab, David's wife, as he takes on his kingdom. And here comes this book of a man that is in love with a woman. And they are going through the process of courting. He's going through the process of dating her. Here in the second text, they are at a place and they are alone and they're about ready to get hot and heavy. He is kissing her. He is embracing her. And, and just like us, they got the same feelings we have and emotions and lust is about ready to take over. But before they do, there's a third Verse, there's a third, there's a second voice that comes in and says, daughters of Jerusalem, don't, don't, don't go here. He said, the reason why I don't go here is because you're trying to go to Doe, which is physical love shit, but Abaha have not had its way. Abaha, let me show you the three love. See, we just got one word for love, but in the Hebrew, there's three words. There's Rhea, there's friendship. That's getting to know each other. Abaha is the blending of the soul and the spirit, which only God can do. Doe is the physical relationship. I thought it said this. Do not awaken love. I thought it said doe, physical relationship. That's not what it's saying. Don't awaken, do not stir up before it's time, the spiritual and, and soul relationship, this is what he's saying. When you move too fast, you mess up the process. You know what happens, some of us? We put the cart before the horse. Got into physical intimacy and didn't allow Abaha, did not put God in it. And God was in the background saying, Was so caught up in what we was doing, we didn't catch God raving the right, the red flash head. Stop! You don't want him. Stop! She's not the one for you. But because we got caught up in lust, couldn't wait. And God, listen, and God don't take away the red flags once you marry. He'll give you grace to endure, but it doesn't mean that you're going to have what you should have had. Listen, because if the spiritual connection is not there, you don't get blessed with the other connections. You are a spiritual being that has a soul 
that's in a body. Marriage is like a dance. And, 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 it, and it takes all of you. It is a, it is a song that has melody and harmony. And, and it's a dance where you don't know who's leading, you don't know who's but it's a harmony of flowing together because God is melting this thing together. Satan did a job on us because he brought it out of God's hands and we have put it in our hands and the result is you don't see God in most marriages. And the reason why we don't see God in most marriages is because when we're handling it, when we're doing it, when we're in control, and we have not submitted to the Lord, God, God steps back and says, okay. And listen, an unequally yoked spiritually means that that marriage cannot grow or become what it's supposed to be because the blessing of the marriage don't come from the man or the woman. It comes from God working through that man and that woman. You'll discover that in the dating. Do we match? Is there a, a part and a counterpart? Is there that God hand, invisible hand is seen in this? Is there a peaceful, peaceful Listen, because when you marry the wrong one, it does not mean that we'll ever be fixed. Because it's a covenant relationship. You can only go as high as far as the other one wants to go. You can soar like an eagle, but if the other one wants to act like a chicken... But when God is in it, God says, it is me, Malachi chapter 2, it is me that is making two one. I'm weaving this together. Make sure I'm weaving it. Make sure both of y'all are, 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 are submitting. Make sure I'm teaching you how to be what, because it's really his picture. It's really about him. We get married to be happy. But God wants you to get married so that you can show him. It's God that makes you happy. And whenever you, you make someone more than God. Listen, 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 listen. Let me let young people, just not men. That man or that woman can't love you no more than they love God. I don't care how much they say they love you. They can't love the real you any more than they love God. See that? So you better make sure they love God. Amen. Maybe I need some help. I need some help explaining what I'm talking about. Dancers, singers, can you help me? Maybe I can show you better than I can tell you.
Solomon is a poetry. It's called in the Hebrew, a kiaz. A kiaz in the Hebrew is the meaning is right in the middle of it. It's right in the middle of it. It's, it's like everything comes down to the meeting point and it goes back out. It's in chapter 5 of Song of Solomon, verse 1, that the, the wedding happens in chapter 4 but in chapter 5 verse 1 they are in their honeymoon matter of fact in the Hebrew book Song of Solomon in the Hebrew community is not read to the young boys at 13 it is the sexual manual and when you get a Hebrew key and I got a Hebrew key from a rabbi it shows the intimacy that is there the words that he's speaking of, he's talking about this man and this woman. He is now unwrapping his marriage gift. He, he is now unwrapping the honeymoon gift that God gave them both. Now hold on. Most of us have made sex taboo. Satan has taken what God given, and even in a lot of Christians' mind, it's nasty, it's bad. Why? Because the devil has deceived us. See, when you do it God's way, there's no guilt to it. When you do it God's way, there's no shame to it. But you recognize that you are a gift to each other from God, and it makes you praise God even more. The next verse says this. He says, there's a third verse that comes in, and and theologians believe this is the voice of God that says eat and drink abundantly of one another. Now hold on. They're in their honeymoon. They're, they're doing their thing. He's making love to his wife. The wife is making love to her husband. And God comes over and says drink abundantly. Drink abundant. He is saying I'm blessing this. I, I'm in the midst of it. Why? Because what God knows is that it has to be more than just the physical. It's the combination of Rhea on fire, Abaha on fire, Doe on fire. So now you got a bonfire. 
the reason why we haven't experienced it, because we took God out of it. And God wants it to not only to be a physical ecstasy, he wants it to be a spiritual. What God is saying is, I made you for him. I made you for her. I would teach you how to love her. I would teach you how to minister to him. That's your ministry. I'm using you to help bring out of her what I put in her. So your words have to be done like I do you. I speak to you to bring out of you the best in you. So you got to speak into her to bring out the best in her. I know what I put in you and I will show you what I put in her. So now, watch me show you her spirit. I gave you a man of vision. I gave you a man that has a vision that I give him and I want you to come up under that vision and help him be all that I called him to be. Can't nobody move him like you move him. Listen, listen, listen. It's reciprocal. This man has been given a, a, a barn full of seeds. Now, he only got seeds, but she is prepared to take those seeds and bring it into fruit. How, how many children you got? Did you know that the seed came from him? Did you know that you took that seed and you incubated that seed and you brought forth Joshua and Isaiah? You brought forth fruit. Not only do you do that in the physical, you do that in the spiritual and emotional. That's why bless yourself by pouring into her. Bless, don't hold back nothing. The uh, Ephesians 5 verse 26 says, it says that Christ pours out to us. So go, go all out and love in her. Because if you love her and she's good ground, you'll get more fruit back that has more seeds to fill your barn again. Watch this, watch this. One grape seed, one grape seed in three years will bear 15 to 20 pounds of grapes. It's reciprocal. Listen, reaping and sowing is a spiritual principle that works in everything if you work it. Hold on. Can I tap into this a little bit farther? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'll let you sit down because I know you got to get ready for the next one. Okay? I know that. I know that. I know that. We're going to do this. Okay? Watch this. Watch this. If you don't bear fruit, his barn will become empty. And he can't pour into you. Ladies, if you don't know how to reciprocate, he only got so many seeds to give. If you as a man don't pour into her spiritually, emotionally, and physically, what happens? She dies. And even though she wants to respond to you because of the way he made the woman, she can't respond to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We, God has set this up that we control how deep we're going to go. He's a God of unlimited love. He's a God of unlimited love. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You are each other's ministry. 
Your job and your calling is to minister Christ to one another. That you love one another. Listen, it is hard sometimes. That's why God got to give it to you. 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 Because you can't do it on your own. Will y'all help me with the next one? Psalms 128. 
says, blessed is the men, or blessed is the ones who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. It says, and you shall eat of the labor of your hands. It, it speaks almost as an agriculture. It's talking about planting seeds that, that you shall sow, but you shall reap what you sow. And, and notice what I'm saying. If you plant bad seeds, you're going to get bad fruit. <laughs> Whatever you plant, make sure to know it's coming back. You know, you know, God's principle is set up. It is set up to work for us, but if you work it, it will work against you. Because it's in your hands. The power is in your hands. Now hold on, hold on. Watch this, watch this. He said, he said, he said, he said, if you if he walks in his ways, and his wife shall be a fruitful vine, which is talking about marriage. Y'all been married for 60 years. I remember. I remember. She didn't tell me. I remember. You still got to pour into her. You can never get tired of pouring into her because I could tell by the smile on your face, you done had some fruit in your life, brother. Well, why do you think he walking right here like a peacock? It's her fault. Come, come here. It's her fault. It's her fault that he is the way he is. But that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way God designed it. It's ministry. It's ministering to one another, and they each become an agent of what God has called on me. Now, hold on, let me start right here. This does not have to mean that you are married, because if you're not married, the Holy Spirit is bringing out of you what he wants you to be. God is a God of purpose. God is a God that wants to bring out of you. Listen, you wouldn't be here if he didn't have a purpose for you. Ultimately, they help each other, but, but if you're by yourself, God it will, will guide you. God is bringing out of you. Listen, even if your partner don't do what they're supposed to do, you keep your hands in God's hand and watch what God will do with you. God is an awesome God. Who got a way of working out. Now, now you got to stay in your purpose. You got to trust him. You got to praise him. You got to lift him up and know that God is up to something. Even when you don't know what he's up to. You got to look beyond your troubles and see that God is up to something. He is still blessing. Your blessing, your future, your destiny is in God's hands. And without him, you can't make it. You can't do this. Marriage is a picture of him. It's really not a picture of us. And the thing is, the more we praise him in it, the more we lift him up in it, the higher he takes us. 
God is an infinite God, which means that there is no ending to him. You can go as high as you want to go. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. In Christ, you can go as high as you want to go. Man, I single, you can go as high as you want to go. I'm here to tell you, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody. It takes a surrendering to him and believing that God is going to work it out. There's a level that you come to where when you see her, you see her spirit. When you see him, it's like lights come out of his eye and you have come part of his vision. And God uses your gift and bring your gift and he works that thing together where y'all bless each other. It should be to the place that people get saved by seeing you. They see the glory of God, of how he made it and shaped. And the reason why we don't see that is because we ain't letting God do what he does. There, there's something about this that, that listen, if y'all get there, just think how it affects the kids. See, you show the model, people want to have the model. And the reason why we don't want the model, we haven't seen the model. But God is trying to get somebody to be the model. In your singleness, God will show up and show out. And it'll be the hand of glory on your life. Did you know that God wants to show up so much in your life individually? Because it starts individually. If, I, mean, I mean, it can't start corporately. It starts individually. But if you take it individually, then God says, I want to bring it together in the marriage. I want to bring it together in the family. If he brings it together in the family, he wants to explode it in the church. Yeah. This thing is big. Yeah. But it starts here. If we don't get it here, we don't have it. Wait a minute. Hey, no, since me pointing the finger at you, you pointing the finger at me, it's I got to get it. You got to get it. Because God is up to glorifying himself through his people. God wants to change the world through his people. There got to be a level that, that we begin to say, I pray for you. I bless you. That there's a level. Yes, Lord Jesus. I can better show you than tell you. Yes, 